Well, everyone, it is Thursday here on Political Panda Program. So happy you could join me once again. It's a new day, and there are many questions to be answered. How far can I go on YouTube still and say different things? Because I've sort of, ever since I got the strike, I have been avoiding even talking about COVID at all. But uh, we will, I will continue to monitor because seriously trying not to get another strike at least not until uh when is it i think it's i think it's yeah april 22nd so yes here's to helping um here's the hoping that i don't i don't get that wrong i i mean seriously don't know when that will happen but hey maybe we might have to make some episodes if we do decide to have a deeper discussion on that Maybe we might have to do that over on exclusively uh, on audio, maybe, or yeah. But anyway, of course, welcome back, everyone, to the show. So glad you guys could join me. I mean, truly, we're, we're in a very interesting place, you know, here in America and in the world in general, as, you know, we watch as populations everywhere go into a free fall. Um, entire U.S. government going, well, we bought all of these nuclear pills, but we don't think you're actually going to need to use them, which, okay, that's that's not something I I would, I, I mean, so then why'd you buy them? Well, j just in case, just just in case of, of what? What what do you, what do you, what are you trying to say? So, I, I mean... A bit of an interesting, interesting time, to say the least. But, anyway, bringing it back in, uh, of course, the more days that pass, the more I'm convinced I don't really think Biden likes many people here in America. Now, you might be asking, how, how, would, I, uh, how would I know that? Well, uh, <laughs> because Biden literally laughed as a mother talked about how, you know, is heartbroken after losing, you know, two of her family members to literally uh, fentanyl overdoses. So here, here's that before we, as we jump into today. A little bit more of Marjorie Taylor's dream and a few more, you're going to have a lottery. Republicans running our way. Isn't she amazing? <laughs> Oof. I was the reason she was, she was very specific. I shouldn't digress probably. She, she, I've read, she, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is, that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> Look, folks. Anyway, I don't want to get started. Um, no, it, it might have been hard to hear, but he... Literally, the amount of not taking responsibility for anything is is insane to me. Well, that, ha that fentanyl came... No, 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 no. That's just so unequivocally false. 
at this point. Dude, more fentanyl has come in under the Biden administration than all within like one year under Joe Biden than the entirety of Trump even being in office. Dog, we literally we literally shared you on this show, I think what, like late last year? Late last year, literally fucking we had in total a fentanyl bust that was so big that Technically, it could kill the entire U.S. population, like, over the entire U.S. population. And I don't don't really think that happened under Trump, you know. I, I think, if I remember correctly, Joe Biden is still the president. I know that's shocking for even Joe Biden to hear, but yes, you are in fact the president. And, uh, well, I, I think each and every day we're proved even more... And, of course, uh, you know, the, the White House press secretary, you know, Jean Pear, you know, was asked by by Kevin, or by Peter Ducey, I should say, and, um, well, here's that as well. Actually, this is different from Baltimore. Uh, he was talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he mentioned a mother that had lost two of her sons to fentanyl. He said, the interesting thing is that the fentanyl they took came during the last administration, and then he seems to laugh. Um, the mother's demanding an apology, and I'm wondering if he regretted how that came out. So, you know, I want to be very careful here because this involves um, a mom, as you just stated, who lost two sons. And when it comes to this president, I believe the American people knows who he is fundamentally because he's been around for some time, and they have watched him go through grief. They have watched him deal with really personal loss. And um, so this is a president that understands that. Uh, he expressed sympathy for her last night. Um, and uh, his heart goes out to uh, any person, any person who has to go through that type of uh, trauma, that type of hurt. Uh, I will say uh, his words are, are being mischaracterized uh, by uh, we, we literally just played you the clip. Mischaracterized? Doug, he basically just chuckled practically at, at that fact. I, I, I get that I can laugh at some dark shit, but man, I, I guess, you know, Biden has, a, I guess, an even darker sense of humor than I do. I By someone who is regularly discredited um, for uh, for things that she says that are really conspiracy theories. And those lies are being parroted by a certain network. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, it, and, uh, it, you know, I'll, I'll just leave it there. I'll, I'll, I'll say one more thing, is that uh, conservative parents on fentanyl, of fentanyl victims have been very clear. They have blasted uh, uh, the congresswoman for these dishonest kinds of statements and kinds of attacks. Uh, but again, our hearts go out to anyone who loses uh, who loses a person that they love, and this is something that you've heard from this president uh, over and over again when when that has occurred and has been presented to him. Doubt, literal fucking doubt. Oh, oh yeah. By, by the way, guys, uh, Biden has changed his mind about going to uh, going to East Palestine now. So the, don't worry to the all of those people in Ohio. I know. I know you, you guys were just dying to have that happen to you guys, and I know that you really, really wanted that, so there you go. Um, but, 
uh, yes, uh, the other thing that uh, also talked about or asked about Kareem is uh, why does, you know, Joe Biden, you know, uh, by Peter Ducey is why why is President Biden afraid, afraid of uh, China? And here here is that as well. Thank you, Kareem. Why is President Biden afraid of China? The president is not afraid of China. Well, did you see did you see the president last week when we went to uh, when we went to uh we went to Ukraine, went to Kiev. This is not a president that's afraid of anything. It was a historic trip. By the way, they totally didn't let the Russians know they were coming. I mean, such a brave trip. Uh, that many of you said was brave. Uh, so clearly, this is a president that's not afraid to go to a war zone. Uh, he's not afraid to go there when there's no military presence on the ground. So there's nothing that this president fears. China flew his spy craft over the U.S. The president didn't really do anything to China. And according to the FBI director, China may have created something that has killed more than 1.1 million people in this country. And President Biden is not punishing them. So you're, you're giving me two, two things here. So let's take them in parts. Um, as we talk about the Chinese surveillance, the China surveillance balloon, the president did take that down, and he did it uh, in after it flew over the entire continental United States, by the way. So, yes, but but also no, and also the balloon had been tracked since it literally took off. In, in China. We also literally have basically a fucking selfie from a YouTube spy plane of it in high quality definition. Like what? Almost 8K practically? And those fucking photos like 4K basically? Of just, oh, there it is. Like, like you might as well just fucking put the goddamn like meme pointing shit like, <gasps> like, look, you know what I'm talking about. Because I know all of you are on the internet. I know you know what I'm talking about. The fucking, <gasps> look, fucking images <laughs> and shit, dude. Oh my god. A man. In a way that as it was on its path, we collected information from it. We protected our national security uh, information on the ground. And we did it in a way that was smart, effective, uh, and also protected the American people. That's what the president's always going to put forth, is the, is the safety of the American people. So that's what the president did with that particular uh, issue. Look, as it relates to uh, you're talking about the COVID origins, uh, we've been very clear. We've been very clear that we need the data, uh, and uh, we need to figure out how to get to the bottom of, uh, of the COVID origins. And that's something that the president has said uh, since the beginning of this administration. So that So good. I mean, clearly, clearly, you know, everything is going well, and that the administration is doing just fine. Guys, nothing wrong is going on. Nothing at all is going wrong. Nothing. I I can't think of any any anything that's uh, going uh, going on. Nope. Everything seems a okay to me. Well, uh, finally, I guess uh, some people over in the third world country known as uh, Canada can finally, I guess, be a little bit happier. Uh, the trans teacher that wears. Uh, literal Z-cut breast has finally been put on leave, or on leave, the, the words are hard, but yes. Uh, now, why exactly is the school doing that now? Well, because um, it, it actually turns out that the, the person actually doesn't 
wear any actual stuff like that outside of school. Yes, that's right. The thing of promoting the gender identity apparently doesn't really help your case in terms of your fetish-like behavior when instead of actually, you, you know, <laughs> instead of, you know, always just wearing that, I guess all the time, you know, really just living your true life, uh, how about you uh, instead... Uh, you can literally just walk around in normal male's clothes, but then in front of, you know, a bunch of high school students wear, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, that in front of a bunch of high school kids. And, and then you'll literally have, isn't like the, one of the big things they tell you in school, at least at my school it was, that, well, we want you to feel, you know, safe when you're here at school. It's like, well, I would feel much safer if I, I didn't have to be in this class with a, a person who's basically wearing fetish gear. And they go, oh, oh, well, we can't do anything about that. He's, no, it's a she, and she's he's she's living her best life. Yeah, well, I I think I find it disturbing, and it doesn't make me feel safe in the classroom. So I, I guess... It took a pictures of, you know, outside of the classroom coming in to actually solve that problem. So, <laughs> I guess great job there. <laughs> and it seems, though, on the opposite side of the spectrum, it seems Peloton as a company, I, I guess, is just determined to just fall off the face of the planet because they hired the former a former twitter executive who was a big person for diversity at twitter which if you know anything about how old twitter ran you you would know that that's that's not not exactly a uh, a good thing you you probably shouldn't do that i mean i know peloton you're not exactly doing well for money and stock price right now so i don't know why in hell you would decide that this was the right person for their cause. I mean, I've made a career out of fostering inclusive employee experiences and leading with transparency and accountability. I'm thrilled to join the team at Pel Peloton as the company con continues striving to make fitness accessible for all. Except for the uh, fact that um, I'm pretty sure... Uh, let's Let's take a deep dive here. Um, Peloton. Peloton as a whole, right? We're we're gonna we're gonna go onto Peloton's own website here, and and if it, if it will load, okay. So let's say you wanted to, you know, may, maybe you wanna you wanna get a row machine. It's a brand new row machine from Peloton. How how much is a row machine? gonna cost from uh from from peloton oh only around thirty two hundred dollars well that's that that's that's good i i mean i don't know much about working out but that seems a little much and plus isn't isn't like there isn't there like a full-on thing where you also have to like buy like a subscription fucking service too as well for this shit so you not you not only have like a full-on like, you have a full-on, like, P 
Peloton fucking thing that you bought, but you now also have like all of this. I mean, just the you have a replacement touchscreen is five hundred and twenty five dollars. Like I'm looking at their website right now, just to get a like replacement fucking screen, which it's just a screen for like your device. It's five hundred and twenty five dollars. What? It's a twenty two HD replacement touchscreen for current bike owners. But what's like it, it, that's the entire page. It doesn't tell you like resolution or anything. What what kind of bullshit is that? Uh, may, maybe it's just because I'm not. I mean, don't worry. You I mean you can, you know, you can use a refurbished Peloton bike. That's still gonna cost you. Wait, this this is so bull. What the fuck? A refurbished Peloton bike is one thousand one hundred and forty five dollars, right? But. This is a weird. This this is taking a weird turn. But okay, so hold on. I I just have to point this out. It's one thousand one hundred forty five dollars for a refurbished Peloton bike. A new Peloton bike is four hundred and four is one thousand four hundred forty five dollars. So it's like what three hundred dollars less. I know maybe for some people, that's like. It's not, like, that bad, but, I mean, okay, I guess there's also a a Peloton Bike Plus, too, so I guess that one would be a better receiver option. I don't know, even that's almost 2000 fucking dollars. And, and yeah, look, Peloton All-Access Membership required to access Peloton content, which is $44 a month. So, I mean, I guess you get inspected, repaired, and tested. You get replacement parts, limited warranty. I bet that's, honestly, the warranty probably doesn't even get you that much. Delivery and setup included. So, I, I mean, I guess, I guess they'll set up your bike for you, at least. So, but yes, Peloton. You know, a company that I'm pretty sure didn't, I'm pretty sure didn't they have to, like, lay off some shit, you know, like, people, you know, may, maybe it's not the best idea to hire someone like her for your, for your company. But, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not the one who works at Peloton. Well, Florida is deciding to do the the most based thing and really just exposing history I've ever seen. So, a Florida Republican by the name of Senator Blasengala, I'm, I'm terrible at names, I'm sorry, it's called the Ultimate Cancel Act, and it would automatically notify members of a cancel party that it has been as, as dissolved and to change your party affiliations to no party affiliation. Now, what does this actually mean? Well, it basically, it says the bill would... Uh, basically require the state division of elections to reject the electoral filings of a political party that previously advocated for slavery. Now, <laughs> hilariously, uh, this this entire measure would be funny because if if uh, you know if this passes, it would technically mean that the entire Democratic Party in the state of Florida would have to legally dissolve because, as you might know, 
uh, on this uh, in the technical sense. Yes, the Democratic Party was the party that advocated for slavery for the longest time. Uh, practically, they, they still do, but, you know, just a, a new kind of voting block kind of thing. It is hilarious that the party that advocates for slavery is the party that relies so heavily uh, on the on the African-American vote, you know? It's kind of ironic. But, you know, I guess it can't be helped once. Uh, I guess, but still, what, what a based move by Florida, uh, Senator, there to just fully remove the entirety of the Democratic Party because they've supported slavery in the past. We're being progressive. We've got to make sure that we don't... Uh, we don't have any, uh, we don't have any, uh, full on, uh, slave, you know, we, we can't have that, you know, we gotta make sure that we cancel all those people of slavery, so good, good on them, glad we can finally do some good, <laughs> because, you know, the, the good that that will probably do is a lot better than uh, the entirety of the uh, culture of which the young are currently facing. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, birth rates are falling everywhere in, around the world where the population will eventually be in a bit of a free fall if we manage to even make it through the next few years. So, hopefully. But yes, so some new data coming out of the Pew Research Center is that has shown that 63% of men under 30 are uh, single. I, I guess tell me in there. Hello, hi everyone. COVID isolation and women's high expectations for something serious are the main reason they're avoiding going out and coupling, uh, coupling up. Young guys say, <laughs> dating feels much more like a job interview now. Much more like, what can you do for me, and where is this going? Uh, the getting to know you period is gone, and that doesn't feel so great after coming out of isolation. <laughs> he recalled a recent first date that went quite well until the woman interrogated him on their walk home. Sheila asked me, would you rather our kids go to public or private school, followed by several more extreme questions about getting married? I just started responding with what I knew she would hate the most to get her to leave. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it? Try to answer in the ways that she would hate. So that she will literally leave. A little picture is that women are going on a date with a man and chance of, chances are it's not a casual fling. Especially if the woman is kind of getting close to 30. She's thinking about the biological clock and wants to have a family. Which is why it's weird that we are slowly, like that the age of getting married has gone up. And then people now have gotten so used to you know, the marriage rate uh, or, like, people getting, like, married at such a, like, late age that literally, like, you'll you'll see it from, like, different ladies who are, like, engaged being, like, yeah, no, like, you're, you're, you're really too, too young to be, you know, getting married. And it's, like, what? And it's, like, a person who's, like, 25. They're, like, halfway through their 20s already. And I get for, like, a lot of people, yes, that's still quite young, but you have to remember... You know, 10 years goes kind of fucking quick. Like, I turn 20 this year. I, I officially start my 20s this year. 
which is a weird thing to say, but yes, I, I officially, I officially start that. And I'm like, man, I'm already on my like 10 years of being literally close to being then 30 already. So, I mean, welcome to, uh, to the world we live in of unrealistic expectations and the fact that on both sides of the aisle, we're both kind of like, uh, about different things against each other. Not even that we don't even want to be with each other, but just we're so, so, so far apart. And as well, you know, it's not, it, it's not getting any better as the fact that, uh, of course, as you can uh, mainly tell that uh, a lot more of the world is depressed, especially young female liberal white women. Definitely would be probably the main demographic at this point because, you know, depression is apparently always in the air for everyone. I, I mean, listen, I've been depressed, but it, I mean, it tends to go away. Maybe it's just because I, I practically feed off of the world just sucking so hard and that I want to, like, get off of it. So that's where I, I kind of stop being depressed. Like, I, I tend to be a very doomer person, but yet I, I've, I'm not going around like, you know, like, oh, man, I, I just I want to die so much. It, it's more like, I mean, I'd rather, you know go up in space or, you know, have, you know, the world end kind of fun, but I, I mean, I'd rather, I always just kind of look at it, the world, and I just go, eh, but there's going to be other cool stuff that are going to happen in the future that I, I would like to be able to see. So, I don't know, maybe some of you are like me, maybe some of you aren't, but I mean, truly, we have a troubled youth. I mean, you have people like Taylor Lorenz, whose great, great mind is, we're living in the stage of a capitalist hellscape during the ongoing deadly pandemic. You know, I mean, with record wealth inequality. Yeah, I wonder how that wealth inequality got to an even worse level during the pandemic. I wonder how that happened. Always, uh, always interesting, to say the least. But, yes, with so, so many out there, you have to wonder just how, how much more our entire, entire world can take. And, of course, in other news, if you've ever, you know, been like, man, funerals, they're getting quite expensive. Well... Do not worry. Don't worry. We've got new great ideas now. Instead of, you know, you know, getting all of those funeral type stuff, just turn yourself to something else. Because you know, cemeteries, they're they're very polluted. Okay, and that's that's not great. Why be buried in the ground? When instead, you know, you could do something a bit better. You could instead, you know, maybe you could become natural decomposition of mushrooms to biodegradable and shrouds made from spores. You know, that sounds great, doesn't it? 
or you know you could recompose for about 7500 or or you could also for $3000 in a Texas based one which the carbon pressure to transform a half cup of ash into a diamond so there there you go if you, you want to live on someone's finger instead there you go or maybe on a necklace there you go i mean you could also you know deposit your cremains onto the ocean floor i, I kid you not or you could literally have your ashes blasted to the moon for 7500 that's right just in case you know you you could become a mixture of alkaline water i mean you can do a lot for a little bit of money less than 5000 actually i mean just you know blasting yourself up to the moon is only 7500 when you know you could practically probably buy a coffin and stuff for that much so i mean there you go you can do so much that's right, you can become compost, you can become ash, you can become a diamond. You can become a lot of different things now when you're dead. So truly, you know, stop getting buried and just become become something a little bit different instead. You know, be a little different now. Okay, be just a little bit different. Well, TikTok is trying to do an effort to uh, not get banned by the U.S., regulators even though by god i hope it does well they're they're trying to make themselves seem a little bit better for the youth by implementing if you are under the age of 18 you will have a one hour time limit for uh users now the thing that where and where this just won't work here in like the u.s is um, due to a little thing called people lie all the damn time. And if you ask kids, when they get asked how old they are on things, uh, they're obviously not going to uh, tell the uh, truth on that stuff. Okay? You could ask many people, and they are not going to tell you the truth. So uh, is this going to be effective? No. It, it's more like a look, we're doing something kind of way, and not an actual you know, genuine solution to its uh, problem that it has. This will probably only affect, like, maybe, like, kids who have, like, parents that maybe try to, like, it's like, well, you can watch TikTok, but you have a limited time. Maybe for them, because they maybe had a parent set up their account. But other than that, no, this is not going to affect anything, and TikTok should still absolutely be banned. And I really do hope that people realize that, this won't actually solve any of TikTok's actual problems. <laughs> because the idea is, if TikTok really wanted to really solve its issue, then maybe they should make the US version of TikTok more like the version that they have over in China, where instead of highlighting really dumb things, it highlights achievements, maths, science, you know, actual you know, stuff that better helps people, the young people, learn a little better, but, you know, that'd be too hard, and besides, it's, it's not like the U.S. is going through a bit of a young education crisis or anything, where in major cities around the country, there are people who genuinely don't know how to read. They can tell you all the different ways of how to be an activist, 
but uh, they're, they're barely anybody that's proficient in reading. So, yes, literally by the day and by design, the entirety of the U.S. is getting dumber and dumber and dumber. So, great, great work, everyone. Great, great work. And continuing my anger at U.S. regulators, I mean, you know, I can only give you praise for so long. I'm just kidding. I hate those guys. Um, basically, U.S. regulators have rejected... Um, rejected, rejected being able to uh, test the Neuralink uh, brain chips in uh, humans, citing safety risk. Safety risk? What safety risk? Okay, I'll do it. Okay, I will gladly stick a Neuralink brain chip in my head if it means I get to do cool shit with it, okay? Alright, if, if your brain chip, Elon, can give me, like, photographic memory... I'll take. I I will literally do the testing, like right now. Like seriously, like I I will do it. Like you don't even have to pay me for it. I'll just do. It. So I I mean. I I don't know why, U.S. regulators are being so difficult, but I I guess you know we just we can't have, nice things. I I guess. I guess we just can't have nice things, you know, because we can't test cool shit, you know, because Elon bad now, I guess. So truly, I think they should rethink that decision. And to finish off uh, the show for today, I have a bit of an interesting quarry. This popped up to me, I think, like a few days ago now, and, and truly, it, it honestly kind of kind of got me got me thinking. Because, you know, I, I live with older parents who, especially like my mom, who really doesn't, you know, as much like listen to, you know, like newer, newer music. And so it like it got me thinking. I mean, like she listens to it, but it's not like a very often kind of thing. And I, I, I know she's like trying to, but, it, it you know, it gets you gets you a bit thinking, you know, why when we get older, do we tend to stop? Stop, uh, stop thinking, or stop, like, you know, exploring new music as we get older. You know, like, our willingness to explore stuff becomes, you know, less and less as we age. And it seems that, you know, it seems that when you start to get older and older, you know, you begin to just sort of lose that motivation to sort of change up what your tastes are in music, because... As you get older and as you start to really mature and your brain fully develops and you sort of get there, you then start to realize, ah, you know, like my, you know, your your taste of all but settled and you're now just fully, fully done growing, I guess. And truly, you know, some people, my dad, I know, listens to a lot of newer music, like with a lot of his like older music. So, you know, I mean, I, I think generally people are, you know, you get into that rhythm, you get into that groove, and you're like, well, it's what I, it's what I like, and that seems to be, you know, sort of me. I mean, I'm discovering new music all the time, but I'm still young. Maybe, you know, come back to me in a few more years, and maybe I'll be less and less. Truly would love to hear your guys' thoughts on 
how some different people maybe stop exploring music as they get older? Maybe is it just because of ignorance of willing to explore? Or is it just sort of you get comfortable with the music that you like and you tend to just sort of stay there? But truly, I, I thought I would leave you with that question. As we finish off today, I will see you all tomorrow for the Friday edition of the show. And yes... There is a show. I'm just kidding. But yes, no, anyway, please do tune in tomorrow for another episode of the show. Of course, if you made it this far and you haven't already, please subscribe, follow, and over on Twitter and True Social. And, of course, check out the stack. New stuff is coming, I promise. I'm not gaslighting you. It is coming. It's just being worked on. Anyway, I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of the Political Pan Program.